Hey there, have your 2024 content marketing efforts stalled already? If you answered yes, book a content strategy call with me to uncover the roadblocks that may be holding you back. Visit contentmarketingschoolonline.com to book your content strategy call and check out the other resources while you're there. That's contentmarketingschoolonline.com. Richmond, welcome to Content Marketing School, where we will dive into content marketing strategies specifically for coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs. Discover how effective content marketing can elevate your brand and grow your business. And if you enjoy the show, don't forget to hit that follow button. Hi, I'm Annette Richmond. Welcome to Content Marketing School. One thing that's essential for every business owner is to take time to evaluate what's working and what's not. That's certainly true when it comes to our content marketing efforts. That's why I'm sharing some clips in this episode with an interview I did with Michelle DeNeo, a no-nonsense business coach of Michelle DeNeo Consulting that I pulled from my content vault. You know, let's start with, with the mistakes. Um, that business owners are are making now? If you can give me maybe three that you think that you see with the clients that you work with, they come to you and they're having, you know, whatever issues they are, um, the the mistakes that they're making. Like I know for me, one of my mistakes is trying to be everywhere. But what are some of the things that you see um, that are kind of hampering people, uh, business owners, uh, service providers, et cetera? Yeah. One of the biggest mistakes I see is that everybody is is in this forward motion, but they're never actually taking the time to evaluate what's mm-hmm. actually happening and what's working and what's not working, right? We're just constantly moving forward, trying new things, trying new things, trying new things. And we're in this constant state of creation because creation is fun. Creation keeps us excited. We always have new ideas. And we think anytime we think business is slow, we think, okay, I need to create something new. Right. But the reality is, is if you didn't sell your last offer, a new offer isn't necessarily going to sell either. Right. Like just because one offer isn't selling doesn't mean you need a whole new offer. It means you need to really look at why isn't it selling. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying, you know, I do see this. I had a client, one client who she had an offer that really just wasn't converting myself, too. I have one offer that's not really converting well. And so I had to think about that. Like, how am I going to keep if if it's not converting? Why am I continuing to put time into this? What is it about this that's not converting? Mm-hmm. And so if you don't take the time to really look at that and really understand why it's not converting, sometimes it's simply just a positioning issue, right? Like you mm-hmm. might just need to change the way you're talking about it. Maybe your clientele or your audience just doesn't really understand it. Maybe you don't, they don't even know it exists, right? To an extent. So I think being in creation mode in this constant state of trying to create something new all the time mm-hmm. is a massive mistake because there's a lot of data that's going to tell you whether or not that's necessary. Um, the other one, yes, definitely trying to be all the places and doing all of the things. And I think we're all guilty of this because we have that FOMO, right? That fear of missing out. Like, oh my gosh, everybody, this person said they're getting all this business from LinkedIn, but I prefer to be on Instagram, but then, you know, myself too, mm-hmm. I, 
you know, I was on LinkedIn and I'm in this other group now that I joined this um, group coaching kind of networking group thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, they do everything on Instagram. So I'm like, man, am I missing the boat? Like, do I need to get back on Instagram? (laughs) So now I'm kind of back on Instagram. Like, where am I going with this? And what do I want to do? And so it's really, you know, same with TikTok. I go all in with TikTok and then I, I burn out and then I run out of content. So it's just trying to figure out. But I think too, it's number one is like, where can you stay the most consistent with what you're showing up doing, Mm -hmm. right? Like, because there is an audience on every single platform. And I don't care if TikTok's got, you know, a hundred million and Facebook's got 2.1 billion or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you're not going to do business with a hundred million people. So Mm -hmm. if your clientele is sitting on TikTok, just go all in on TikTok. There's clients, there's enough clients there to make you that much money and and really get good at it and then Mm -hmm. add on something new. So that's the other one. And I think really too, the biggest trend I'm seeing right now is everybody's not having fun. Nobody is having fun. They're trying so hard to play by all the rules of every guru and this and that. And I had this client with, you know, this conversation with a client yesterday and I said, what happened? Where's the fun? Where are, where's you? You're, there's nothing new in any of your content. I kind of fell privy, like, I just kind of felt guilty to this too. And actually, um, earlier this year, I had to, I let my operations team go. And I did that because I felt like I needed to reconnect back to my business. I felt like I was outsourcing so much of it that I was so disconnected. I really didn't even know Mm -hmm. what was being put out there. What was, and it wasn't fun anymore. We were just going through the motions, doing the things, creating the content and this hamster wheel and it was not fun. It was not fun anymore. And so bringing back and just kind of understanding that there's best practices, but there are no rules in business. Mm-hmm. And there are things that you can do that we can, that are proven to work, but there's a guru out there that can prove everything works, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can find somebody that can prove that it works. So find what is going to make you enjoy it. Because when you're having fun, you said to me out backstage, Michelle, there's a different level of confidence in you right now. It's just, you're showing up differently, right? Yeah. Because I'm just being me. This is who I am. And mm-hmm. I kind of decided to throw the rules out the window. You've just made me think of so many things as you're talking and One of the things, since we're talking about like kind of being us and being ourselves, um, there are a lot of, you know, uh, various LinkedIn or whatever gurus who um, are constantly preaching to people that you must be vulnerable. You must be vulnerable. You must share everything. And, you know, I um, learned something on Clubhouse, the idea that we have content that is kind of professional and personal and private. And private being like if I was having a divorce, if I was talking about that on LinkedIn. And I know people who talk about, you know, things like that, pictures, they're in the hospital and everything and nothing wrong with that. But what concerns me is sometimes people um, coaching their clients to to be more like that. So and doing things that they're not comfortable with. So what's your your taking advice on that? Because we've been kind of talking around that kind of thing. Yeah, I think it really is very personal. And I think it really depends on a is your is it something your audience needs? I think if your audience is going to create a deeper connection with you, because they your ideal client is also in a similar situation like that, or they can relate to that, they can resonate with that, then I think there is a side of sharing 
some levels of vulnerability and being and sharing those private moments. But I also don't think you have to, right? Mm -hmm. Like we get to show and connect with people however we want. I mean, for gosh, in three years, well, two and a half, two years, a good solid two years, I was a nanny uh, full time. alongside my business and nobody knew about it. Like I never shared about it very rarely, you know, and I remember the day I shared about it and they were like, oh my God, I had no idea. I'm like, exactly. Cause I really didn't want you to know because it didn't matter. Right. Mm -hmm. But now I, I talk about it because I think it's an important aspect to the growth of my business that I did have another job on the side while I was growing my business and that it's okay to do these things. Right. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't share because all the guru said that made me look unsuccessful. I now know that, no, that made me exactly why that was exactly why I was successful. Right. Because I had that. So I think, again, if there's things that you can share, I had this conversation with a client yesterday too. She's kind of going through some stuff and I said, it's completely up to you, but your audience would likely resonate with it because your ideal client is also going through these things. Right. And you here are, here are the ways you're coping with them. Here is how you're getting through it. And so if you feel comfortable sharing a little bit about it, I would. But if you mm-hmm. don't, you don't have to either, mm-hmm. right? There are other things you can share that your audience is going to connect with you on and they do not need to know all of your vulnerabilities. And they, the other thing too, I think with the whole vulnerability thing is like, not everybody has a rags to riches story. And when people are preaching this vulnerability, like, What if we didn't grow up in a vehicle and, you know, and I'm not saying like, I'm really not trying to be negative about it, but like, I had a good childhood. I had a great job. We moved to Florida, right? Like I don't have a rags to riches business story. I have my story Mm -hmm. and I have my hardships and I have the things that I went through that got me where I am today. But I think sometimes that's why people get really stuck in that is like, what do I have to share? Do I have to share some deep dark trauma. Like not everybody wants to do that and not everybody has it. And that's okay too. No, I I love that. And one thing that I always remember, and I mentioned to people when I'm talking about this is that even someone who is sharing supposedly the deepest, darkest pain or secrets or whatever, they're still only sharing what they want you to know. So Mm -hmm. it's not like they're, you know, if they, they don't want to do it, but they're sharing it anyway. So what are some things that people should be doing? Um, I think uh, one of the things that everybody really should be doing is really taking the time every month to do some level of reflection. Just, it doesn't have to be a long, I have, you know, I, I've got questions. I'm happy to share them. Questions that just really help you to see what is really working and what is not working. You know, for example, like where's the last, how many leads do you have in your pipeline? Where did they come from? How are they finding you? Because what I find too, a lot of times is people are spending time on things and it's not at all how people are finding them. Um, mm-hmm. I had a client who was spending all of her time on Instagram. All of her leads were coming from Facebook. Okay, well, if everything's coming from Facebook and you're putting all your time and effort in Instagram, why not just shift some of your energy? Let's figure out how we can double down a little bit on this because that's where you're, that's where people are finding you, right? Or mm-hmm. podcast, whatever it looks like. So definitely take some time to do some reflection and really look at and see what's going on with your business and understanding your numbers. And I know data and numbers, and again, it's the boring stuff and people don't love it. Um, but it's really, truly, it's so powerful when you can see like, oh my gosh, 
this affiliate is bringing in 80% of my revenue. What can I do for them? Can I give them an extra bonus to bring in even more? Right. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, you've hit your revenue goals in half the year because of that. Like, so there is a lot of fun in it. It's just taking the time to do it. And I think a lot of people don't because they're busy. They never take the time to set up a CEO day and, you are your best client. You are your most important client and you need to be spending time with yourself and your business if you want it to continue to grow. Um, That's number one. Number two, I don't think you could ever really stop or build enough relationships. I know there's a lot of people that really believe in attraction marketing and content marketing and all of that. It all still falls on relationships, having conversations, getting to know people, stop relying so heavily on your content to do all the work for you. Get out from behind your keyboard and have a quick conversation with people. You never know where it's going to turn. You can't build and maintain relationships. I had somebody show up yesterday to the Hendrick Coffee Chats Club that I spoke with at least three years ago. I haven't really talked to her since, but she's stayed in my world. We've, mm-hmm. you know, we've commented on each other's content. Those relationships, you just never know when somebody's business is going to change or when their situation is going to change. You want to be top of mind, stay top of mind. What is one thing anyone who is listening now on the replay on the podcast can do for 2024 that could push business forward? Without a doubt, reflection. Take the time to reflect and evaluate on what worked, what didn't work, what you loved, and what you didn't love in 2023. And be brutally honest with yourself. You have, you're only talking to yourself. So why lie, right? If Mm -hmm. you had an offer that did not convert, be honest about it. It didn't convert. Why? Did you not promote it enough? Did you not share it enough? Is it not what your audience is looking for? You know, be very, very honest because that is what's going to actually give you the data to be able to create a strategic plan for 2024. The last thing you want to do is move straight into 2024, doing everything that you've done just to walk in and feel the same levels of frustration. We all have levels of frustration in our business. Mm -hmm. Take the time to find out why they're happening and change it with yourself. You have you're only talking to yourself. So why lie, right? If Mm -hmm. you had an offer that did not convert, be honest about it. It didn't convert. Why? Did you not promote it enough? Did you not share it enough? Is it not what your audience is looking for? You know, be very, very honest because that is what's going to actually give you the data to be able to create a strategic plan for 2024. The last thing you want to do is move straight into 2024, doing everything that you've done just to walk in and feel the same levels of frustration. We all have levels of frustration in our business. Mm -hmm. Take the time to find out why they're happening and change it. Don't be afraid to change. I think people are afraid of the word change. I really have had to reframe it. It's a it's evolution. Every year your business should be evolving. So instead of being afraid of change, embrace it and understand that evolution is is key and it's the key to growth. One thing I, I just if you can quickly um share how do we know when it's time to kind of let go and move on? Because I know that's a problem for me and I'm sure it's a problem for others. And we were talking about something along those lines before we went live. Yeah, I think it's, you know, depending on if it's an offer or something, it's usually like a six, at least 90 days, 90 to 120 days of really actively promoting it and really, truly looking at it. But 
you can't make change and you can't decide to move on until you have truly the data to support that says this is not working. Do not make assumptions, right? Like don't make the assumption like, oh, I put this out there. Nobody saw it. Um, I had one offer that was not converting. And I finally asked a bunch of people because I had a lot of people come as a guest to the the coffee club. And I finally asked them, like, what is wrong? Like, everybody says they love this. I cannot figure out what is happening. Why is this not working? It was just timing. There's so many others that are happening at that same time. Mm -hmm. So I can then choose to change it, stick with it. You know what I mean? Like, that Mm -hmm. is accurate data. So I think really until you make the change, but you've got to actually take the time to figure out what is it exactly that's not working. Wow. That was great. Each time I hear that conversation, I pick up something new. Thanks again for joining me for this episode of Content Marketing School. If this episode resonated with you, share it with a friend or two. I bet they'll thank you and I'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning into The Content Marketing Show with me, Annette Richmond. If today's insights have inspired and resonated with you, please share this episode. And if you haven't already, hit the follow button to keep learning and growing with us. Wait, before you go, are you struggling to create original content because you don't know what to say? Download a copy of 25 Content Ideas to kickstart your social media posts for people who don't know what to say. Use the link in the show notes or visit contentmarketingschoolonline.com. That's contentmarketingschoolonline.com.